The Koi Gig Pod has made a new signing. Your goalkeeping coach is your god. Emma Byrne is joining Kathleen and Karen this season. Keep up to date with all the WSL action every Tuesday and subscribe to the feed in the OTB Sports app now. Golf on Off the Ball. In association with the KPMG Women's Irish Open. You're very welcome along. Golf on off the ball in association with the KPMG Women's Irish Open. It's taking place here in Drummond Castle in County Clare. And I'm delighted to be joined by pro golfers Leona Maguire and Katrina Matthew. How's it going, guys? Thanks and well for joining us. Leona, you're just back out from the Pro-Am. How was it? Yeah, we had a lovely day. Um, nine holes this morning, nine holes in the afternoon. And uh, I think everybody's so excited just to get going. I think uh, it's been a, quite a build-up here at Drummond, so nice to get going tomorrow. And how's the course? Yeah, it's fabulous. I think they've they've put in a huge effort and thankfully the weather's been quite kind to them. So the greens are rolling nice, the course is looking well and should come come across really nice on telly in the next few days. Brilliant. And Katrina, how was it for you? Yeah, it was great. I played the front nine this morning. Uh, you know, it's tricky, I think, um, off the tees. A lot of the fairways are sloping, but as Leona said, it's in fantastic shape and the, the greens are really good, actually. Really running pretty fast, I would say, and a little bit undulating, so... And we're hoping that there's no rain. We were talking about before we, we came on air that there's a chance there could be rain. And I was asking you just about your game then. Would you adjust your game then if, you, if there is rain? I did put in my rain gloves for this week, shall yeah. we say. <laughs> and the waterproof. Well prepared. Uh, yeah, tomorrow's not looking the best, certainly. Um, we hopefully might luck out with having the afternoon time. So mm-hmm. I think tonight and tomorrow morning's not looking uh, wonderful. Okay, well, we'll hold out hope. Leona, do you like being back home, playing here in Ireland? Yeah, absolutely. Don't get to do it too often so uh, nice to be got back got to play in Galgorm mm-hmm. uh, a few weeks ago and then um, at the JP McManus Pro um, during the summer so I mean the Irish, Irish crowds are always really good to come out and support so hopefully there'll be uh, plenty out in the next few days and I suppose many more at the weekend. Yeah from the Galgorm I was there and there was a few Calvin jerseys spotted around the place you'll be hoping there's the same this week. Yeah, hopefully it's a, it's a bit of a spin down for people, but um, no, hopefully there'll be some people out. And I mean, there was even a, quite a few people knocking around today during the, the Pro-Am as well. So um, nice to people see people sort of excited about the event. It's been been 10 years, obviously, since mm-hmm. it's been on the schedule. So um, I think people were looking forward to having it back. So um, yeah, nice to nice to see everybody looking forward to it. Some Irish celebrities out there as well. Davy Fitz was one of them that came down to offer you some words of wisdom. Can you let us in on what they were? <laughs> yeah, I mean, Davy's a, he's a competitive fella. Um, he was just raging that he's missing the, the programme today. They'd asked him to play. So, um, no, I mean, nice to see um, him out and supporting. And this is him his home course, I think. So he can give it a, a nice puck. So, um, But yeah, no, nice to see. I mean, Nicky was out today, Val was out, Jackie was out, Annalise was out. So nice to see some of our sort of female athletes out and giving it a go today as well. Yeah, absolutely. Nice to see all those athletes. And that brings us around to 10 years since the, the last Women's Irish Open. It's so important to have this event and you are the defending champion, Katrina. So you're back to defend your title. Yeah, it's certainly the longest, I think, between defences. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, 10 years ago at Colleen Castle, uh, you know, that was a, a fantastic venue. It's, it seems amazing that we've not had an, an Irish Open because it was so well supported as well. But um, I think there's a real buzz about the place here Uh you know, I think the, the the players are excited about it and I think the whole community seems right behind it. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think we are going to have some big crowds out here, which will be good. And hopefully it won't be 10 years till the next one. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, that's the plan. And Leona, you were 17 at the time of the last one. You played as an amateur. So for you, how important was it to have an event like that? Yeah, it was massive. Um, I got to play and I think t- two or three of them. I got to play in Port Marnock Links and 
played with Laura and was, was quite intimidated. She was hitting her two iron around and I was just trying to keep within about 20 yards of her with my driver and um, got to play with Sophie and Suzanne and I think Lisa played with Beanie and we got to play with all the big the big names, Stacey Lewis, Lexi Thompson, they came over to get ready for the Solemn Cup. So it was our sort of first big taste of a big event like that. And like Katrina said, there was there was big crowds back then as well, ten years ago. And um yeah, to play in a big venue like that, a big stage, it was it was definitely a big learning experience and um we had an absolute ball. So it's nice that there's there's a few of the young Irish girls getting a chance to do the same this week. And it's almost that if you can't see it, you can't be it. And did that almost, I suppose, light that hunger for you to say, wow, this is possible to go on and do this? Yeah, absolutely. It was it was big at that point, getting to sort of see where you were against the best players in the world. And um, then obviously get to walk around and watch the Solheim Cup in, in 2011. We were part of the junior team and then getting to watch the girls win the, the big one as well was was big as well. So, um, yeah, hopefully there'll be lots of young young little girls and boys coming out this week to, mm-hmm. to watch along and maybe take up the game because of it. Yeah, absolutely. And the hope is that it's a three-year deal here at Drummond and Castle. So hopefully it continues on each and every year to come. Yeah, that would be great to see. I mean, I saw a lot of juniors obviously out playing in the pro-am today. Um, and as you said, there's a lot of uh, Irish amateurs playing in the in the main event. So um, I think, I mean, it's great. Hopefully inspire them and, and show them what they can what they can achieve in the future. Absolutely. Well, golf on off the ball in association with the KPMG Women's Irish Open. Can I take you both back to the Solheim Cup success last year? It must have been a pretty proud moment for both of you and for you, Katrina, as well, to be able to captain the team. Yeah, I mean, I I love captaining both times, uh, Glen Eagles and then Inverness last time. Um, obviously, we've got Leona here, who's one of the stars of the team at Inverness um, in her debut. So, um, yeah, I mean, it was just a fantastic um, honour to be able to captain. Um, you know, I was fortunate I played in a few and, uh, you know, it just kind of caps off your career. And then, you know, to get the two wins, I thought um, Inverness last year was... <sighs> really an amazing victory considering we had no no support really we maybe were lucky if we had a hundred European fans out of the 50,000 that were there so um, I think it just shows how well Leona played you know to come out of that unbeaten in that kind of atmosphere and in her first Solheim Cup so um, yeah it was an it was an amazing experience and um, yet yeah, I'd loved every moment. It was incredible here in Ireland to watch on and obviously then the, the homecoming was something else. It was scenes in Cavan. I was there to see it. It was uh, probably bigger than the, the Talton Cup win this year of the lads. It was amazing to see all the supporters out, your friends, family. Um, take us back to that moment for you and I suppose where does that achievement rank in, in your achievement so far? Yeah, I mean, it was it was kind of a dream of a week. Um, probably we were all in our little bubble over there in Toledo. I think the t- because it was it was quite a tight knit group, and there was only a few of us, so we didn't really, well, I didn't anyway, grasp the enormity of it at the time. I don't think we realised how many people were sort of following along at home and and cheering us on. I think it kind of snowballed over the weekend, and the fact that it was a a Monday finish as well in the e- Monday evening. I think a lot of people here at home sort of went sort of. Some pe- the diehard people were watching Saturday and then a few more Sunday and then people went to work on Monday and then came home and watched after work Monday. So um, I had no idea there was anything planned when I landed home. Um, but yeah, it was nice to... Open top car yeah, and everything. Yeah, riding around with <laughs> Granny in the front with the, the gold BMW around uh, Ballyconnell was, was pretty special. I think it, it sort of timed nicely with kind of everything coming out of lockdown and getting to see people that you hadn't seen in a while and, and all of that. And um, yeah, I think the... 
a few of the girls were quite jealous. I think they they kind of just went home and there was no frills or no fuss. <laughs> but, uh, I kind of got all the all the fanfare. I think they were they uh, sort of were disappointed they didn't rearrange their trip to all come back to back to Dublin. <laughs> yeah, it was it was amazing to be there and to to witness it and to see it unfold. And for you, was that literally dream stuff? Is that what you dreamt of growing up? Yeah, I mean, I've never been one to sort of love being centre of attention, so I was definitely a bit of sort of out of my element. But um, no, I mean, I loved every moment of the Solheim Cup. I think it, it couldn't have possibly gone much better for us as a team and everything came came together so nicely. And um, yeah, it was just one of those weeks that, that everything sort of fell into place at the right time and um, had 11 great teammates. And obviously Beanie was a great captain and we great assistant captain. So it was it was a big team effort. Yeah, what is Katrina like as a captain? <laughs> I mean, two, two out of two, really I give think, an kind of speaks for itself for a record. I mean, she uh, she's managed uh, two incredible wins, so you can't really uh, can't really fault that. No, she uh, she let me play five matches as well. So whether there was method in her madness, I don't know. But um, yeah, no, she was she was a great captain. Yeah. Well, there must have been method to that madness. There must have absolutely been a lot of planning. Well, I think that shows how well Leona was playing that she was going out there and played five <laughs> matches. But uh, yeah, I mean, it was great. I mean, Leona, you know, especially in her debut, uh, you know, to go out there and, and play all five games. I mean, it's tough to play all five games, just the, the mental strain, I think, more than anything. But uh, Leona was up for it. And, um, you know, you, could, you just relied on her to go out there and get a point, which was great. And I have an even harder question now. Do you see a future captain, Solheim Cup captain in Leona? No. <laughs> <laughs> We're a long way off that yet. I think she's going to be playing in a, f a few more before she's think worrying about being a captain, but um, mm -hmm. I'm sure it's there in the future. <laughs> and where would this, that moment for you, where did that sit in your golfing achievements? Obviously you had done it the previous year as well, or 2019 was the... Yeah, I mean, I think, um, you know, golf's such an individual sport that when you have that, you know, chance to do something as a team, um, it really is very special because you've got all the, you know, the players and the caddies and the assistant captains all there to help celebrate with you. So, um, yeah, on a personal level, I think the two, captaining the two were, were kind of an, actually probably times I could enjoy it more because I'm not actually, mm -hmm. when, I, when you're playing in it, you've got the pressure of playing in it. And even though you love playing in it at the time, uh, as a captain, you can really enjoy it, the whole thing more because you just send them off to play, <laughs> go on, win your point, and then we. So um, yeah, I mean, right up there at the very top. Mm -hmm. And when you're talking about it as as a team there for this All Ireland Cup, is it hard at times with golf that it's such an individual sport? Can that be tough at times? Um, I think, um, you know, I think as Europeans, we're so used to, um, as amateurs, playing a lot of team golf that, um, you know, then you turn pro and there isn't really team golf. So um, I think the European team really do come together because um, we, they all, I think, enjoyed playing team golf as amateurs. So to get that opportunity as a pro, as a pro is so special that, um, you know, I think everyone just, whether you're great buddies with the person, 50, the other 51 weeks of the year, everyone just kind of comes together that week and has a great mm -hmm. time. And mentally going out onto the course, Leona, for you, when maybe there's a, bit, a few more eyes watching you nowadays, um, obviously after that success as well. Is that something that you're comfortable with? Is it taking your time, I suppose, to adjust to that as well? Yeah, I don't think it's something you'll probably ever get used to. Um, like I said, I've never been one that's been a massive fan of the spotlight. So, um, But no, it's nice to, nice to see people excited about golf and, and tuning in and showing an interest and all that. So... Um, I definitely get stopped a little bit more often now to, to sign something or take pictures and I'm sure there'll be plenty of that this week but um, it doesn't seem that long ago since 
I was the one walking around asking Katrina or Suzanne or Sophie or whoever it was for pictures at an Irish Open. So um, I know exactly the position they're in. So I think, uh, yeah, you have a little bit more patience and a little bit more um, all of that sort of this week with that sort of thing. And you would have been about a year old when, Katrina, you turned professional in 1995. That was nice of you to say <laughs> There <that>. you go. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, I suppose, to bring up the, the growth of the game. It's mm. So where it has come from, from then to, to now. I suppose, what challenges did you face when you turned professional? Um, you know, I think, well, what was that? Back in 94, I went to Q School in the States. And um, I think in a way it was nearly easier for me because I was kind of naive and didn't know there wasn't all the social media there wasn't as much women's golf Mm -hmm. and television so um, in a way I didn't know what I'd be missing as much if I didn't make it through Q school which probably actually made it easier because you just were a little bit more relaxed Um, I think the biggest difference I've seen over the what 25 30 years I've been a pro is just the it's the strength and depth the the number of different countries playing now I think when I first started um, there was probably 90% 90% of the tour was American. We had a few Europeans um, and the odd kind of Japanese player. And now I think there's like 29 different nationalities that play on the LPJ and the LET. So um, I think it's just that all the different countries now you're getting all the players coming from and the strength and depth and everyone just pushes each other on. And I think, you know, kind of every year on year in, um, the, the standard of play is just getting better and better. Um, when I first went on, you probably... 10 or 20 people could perhaps win each week, but now probably anyone in the field is, is mm-hmm. good enough to win. So for me, that's probably the biggest difference I've seen. And from that, Leona, have you seen a lot of change, say from what Katrina has said to when you turned pro then, 2018? Yeah, I mean, I think that, like she said, that there is that depth there that mm-hmm. on any given week, anybody can tee it up and have a chance to contend. And um, I think the great thing now as well is we're starting to play on sort of bigger stages. There's more TV coverage. We're getting to play some of those bigger venues like like this. You're getting to play the British Open at Muirfield. That that wouldn't have happened five years ago, let alone 10 years ago. So um, we got to play Congressional this year for the, the KPMG PGA Championship and go to Ballstraw next year, Pebble Beach for the US Open. We're getting to play the, the biggest and best venues in the world. So we're definitely uh, sort of making progress all the time. When you were growing up, was... Could you see that? Could you see the likes of Katrina turning professional? Was that visible to you back then? Or was it on I, TV? I don't think there was a lot Maybe of women's golf. No, no. <laughs> I didn't start playing until I was 10. But I got to, I actually was there when, when Katrina won her British Open in Lytham. We were playing the home internationals um, just down the road. So we, we went on the Sunday to watch and we were playing over at Fairhaven. So I did get to, that was probably my first time seeing women's golf in, in real life. Um and then sort of British Open would be on the BBC a little bit and, and things like that. So, um, and then obviously the, the Irish Opens, that was that mm-hmm. was sort of my real taste of um, women's professional golf. And do you remember the first time that you both met? I think it was probably at one of the Irish Opens, mm, actually. Yeah, yeah. I remember I used to, I could never tell you apart. So yeah. I knew I'd played with one of you at the Irish yeah. Open, but yeah, it was Lisa I played with. Mm. But I remember probably at an Irish Open. And do you have a best memory so far of your golfing career? You've had many achievements, so I'm sure it's a, a tough one for you to pick just one. Um, you know, out with the Solheims, um, probably obviously it would be winning the British Open in 2009. Um, you know, I just had Sophie, my second daughter. So, uh, you know, to come back and, and win that just probably 11 weeks after that was is kind of probably one of the, the best moments of my career. 
Wow. Uh, my husband caddying, um, and that was funny. You saying you were there because I remember seeing the the Scottish team. They all had their faces painted with the the salt tires. I was walking down 18. It's one of my kind of memories of coming down the last hole there at Lytham. And that's incredible that you know you're able to go on and have the family and still still be playing professional golf. That's amazing. Yeah, I think that's one of the beauties of of golf. To be honest, is that you can play so many sports. You're you're finished by the time you're 30. Uh, mm -hmm. But golf, you can keep playing for you know you can have a longer career. You know the tours were great having having daycare systems and things in place. You know to let you have a family. Uh, so yeah, I've been I've been lucky. Amazing. And Leona, for you, do you have a memory that sticks out that's ahead of the rest? Um, I mean, Solheim's going to be pretty hard to top. Um, that's probably the highlight so far. Obviously, getting the win earlier in the year is um, that was up there as well, getting over the line there in Florida. So. Um, yeah, hopefully we can add some some new memories this week to the to the bank as well. That'd be amazing. Yeah, what would it mean to be able to get the win here this week at home? Yeah, obviously, it um, to win your national open is is a huge honour. Um, probably up there with the majors, it's it's up there. Um, so try and play as, as well as I can this week, and and we'll see what happens. Not not going to put too much pressure on myself. Just enjoy the week for what it is, and um, yeah, hopefully play as well as I can. Absolutely. And are there there's so many positives to golf? Is there tough sides to, to being a pro golfer, would you say, Katrina? Yeah, definitely. I mean, like any any profession, it's not as glamorous, perhaps, as you think. Um, I think the travel can get a bit wearing at times. Um, you know, you're kind of just in a, you can be basically in a different country every week. So I think the travel does get wearing. And like anything, when you're playing well, everything's great. But, um, you know, if there are weeks or, or little stretches where you're not playing quite so well, it, it, like anything, it's tough. Mm -hmm. uh, you just have to kind of battle through it. But, um, yeah, I mean, the the rewards are there and the all the, the great things you can get out if you play well. So uh, it just kind of pushes you on to keep practicing and keep trying to get better. Yeah, absolutely. And Leona, for you, is there times, there are tough times in golf too? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's one of the sports that even if you're at the top of the game, you still lose more than you win. So um, it's sort of managing all of that, taking the, the good times with the bad and, and not getting too sort of down on yourself um, and things like that. Obviously, yeah, travel's a little tricky. This is my fourth week in a row, just came from the West Coast of America. So not quite sure what time it is or where <laughs> I am. But um, where you are. <laughs> no, I mean we're incredibly lucky to get to do what we do um, getting to travel the world and play golf for a living um, it definitely beats being stuck in an office nine to five so still wouldn't wouldn't change it for the world Brilliant and who's caddying for you this week? Dermot's on the back um, my usual caddy so um, mm -hmm. yeah nice to have a, a fellow Irishman out there walking the fairways with me this week Brilliant and Katrina who's on for you? Yeah, I've got a local guy, uh, Dara Moylan, so I'm um, definitely going to be outnumbered with all the Irish in my group tomorrow. But uh, yeah, he's a, a member here, so he's, he's great to have, actually. Brilliant. And we do have a lot of Irish amateurs that are going to be uh, included as well this week, and it's important for them to be able to get out and get this experience as well, Leona. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I really enjoyed my experience as an amateur and I think it'll it'll be a big learning experience for them either way, whether they play well or not or whatever it is. And, and hopefully they can sort of soak it all in and not put too much pressure on themselves and, and enjoy it as much as they can. And what is the toughest thing, I suppose, to break through from being an amateur to becoming pro? What's the most difficult thing, do you think? Um, I think it's probably managing all the extra stuff that you have to do, all the different travel and the pro-ams and planning out your weeks. And I mean, I went I went straight from college to pro, so it, all of a sudden you you didn't have classes anymore to deal with or exams or papers to submit, so you had a lot more free time. So planning out your weeks and I suppose that'll be the thing with maybe some of the girls this week, the amateurs playing, they'll 
try and maybe nearly over prepare this week, try and do too much because I want to do so well. And um, sometimes you just have to take a little step back and take a little breather and um, figure out what works best for you because that's that's different for everybody. So definitely finding finding that what works for you and that that can take time as well. I'm still still figuring it out, but sort of every year you learn a bit more. Yeah, that was going to be my question. Obviously, you grew up beside the golf course and you just used to walk over with Lisa after school. Did it take you time, I suppose, to, to figure out what you were doing right, what you were doing wrong? I'm sure it's a process too. Yeah, it's all a little bit of trial and error. Um, you sort of figure it out. I've been lucky that Padraig Carrington and Paul McGinley have given me great advice over the last few years and they're always there at the end of the phone to, to answer any questions I have. They've obviously been there and done it. It's a little different on the men's side, but there's a lot of similarities at the same time. And... Um, it is nice for some of the like the Americans and the Swedes that have have players that are already on tour or, or things like that. When you go out as as an Irish person, there there's me and Stephanie, and that's that's it out there. So um, you are kind of trying to help each other out as much as you can and, and learn as you go. And Katrina, for you, who were probably the biggest influences to you when you were growing up, looking to become a pro golfer? Yeah, for me, obviously. You know, it was a lot of men's golf I watched on television, uh, you know, when I was growing up. But um, obviously you had players like Laura, uh, you know, she probably turned pro good probably five, six years before me. So Laura, you know, Helen Alfredson, uh, Tris Johnson, they were all players, you know. I would say, I remember playing in my first um, British Open as an amateur. Um, and I think I was paired with Trish, actually. I think I was absolutely terrified, uh, <laughs> you know, kind of going around trying not to do anything wrong. But uh, yeah, I think there's always players that just kind of few years older than you that you kind of look up to and mm -hmm. you watched so yeah and for you Leona who were the main people that probably were the biggest influences to you on golf yeah I think Podrick was a big influence he he was winning his majors right when when we sort of started playing golf so he was a big figure out here in Ireland and then I suppose growing up with a twin sister the Williams sisters they weren't golfers but they were still a, a big inspiration and um yeah I mean any of the the European players that that were playing um Played with Suzanne at the Irish Open um, when she won in in Killeen. Um so she was always someone that that we'd looked up to as a as a fellow European. And yeah, any of those any of the girls on the Solheim Cup team really um, didn't really matter um, what country specifically they were from. It was kind of well, if if they can do it, we can do it too. Yeah, absolutely. And you met Tiger Woods as well. You didn't mention that. <laughs> what was that like? A few weeks ago in Adair? Or yeah, you met him twice, was it? Yeah, we yeah. met him at the Ryder Cup. In, She's in a great buddy now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah at friend. the Ryder Cup. I mean, yeah, Lisa and I were fortunate enough to bring up the Ryder Cup that time in, in 06 and got to meet all the guys and get our pictures. I mean, we had the pictures on our wall for a good number of years after that. So, um, yeah, and then got to, got to meet him again in... Uh, Adair a couple of months ago, I guess, and uh, he was just there sort of chipping away, just <laughs> sat and watched him for a bit. Um, yeah, got a picture taken and, and all that. Pretty pretty cool moment to have. Could you learn anything from him, from watching him? Uh, he was he was talking about bumping runs and stuff. He was more talking about Lynx golf because he was getting ready for the, the British Open. Um, so he was kind of talking about sort of little four iron chip shots and six irons and stuff that he does, he does practice for, which was a little different than what you needed in a dare, but he was mentally already mm. preparing for the British Open. And what is all of this like for your family? Like obviously having the success that you've had to be coming home now to play locally and, you know, for people to be coming out and, and watching you. What is it like for them? Is it surreal or are they 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 expected it? No, I don't think you ever expected it. I mean, mum and dad have done so much for me and for Lisa and um, 
they spent all our teenage years trekking around, uh, bringing us here, there and everywhere around the country for coaching, for tournaments, all of that. So it's nice now that they can kind of sit back and come and watch and, and enjoy it a little bit more. Dad was... Dad was disappointed he wasn't down on Monday to meet Davy. Yeah, that was uh, <laughs> that was a disappointment for him. He was gonna open. He'd be here today, but um, yeah, no, it's nice. Uh, um, they got to see me in a dare. They got to, to come up to Galgorm. They, uh, they actually came over to the British Open this year for to see me for the first time in in a number of years. But they didn't travel with COVID, so um, yeah, nice nice to have them there this week and um, that they can enjoy it too. And I think if you're enjoying your sport and um, you want to incorporate your family and want to have them involved, how is it for your family? I know you have uh, two young girls and obviously your husband as well would have been caddying for years with you as well. So it's nice to have them involved. Yeah, it's great to have them involved. And, you know, my parents would come out and watch. They'd probably try. They picked a different place in the States every year and came and, you know, made a big holiday off it and came and watched two or three weeks and did some sightseeing round about it. And then we broke them into daycare helping. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's always nice to have family around, isn't it? I mean, I think professional golf can be quite lonely. Uh, so it's nice to have. I was fortunate my husband caddied for me most of the time which was great um most of the time um <laughs> so yeah it is nice to have have family out there watching you and and just being there because you're away so many weeks from home that um you know if they don't come out you do you do miss a lot at home and would you encourage your young girls to get involved in golf um i think you can only as i'm finding out um encourage them in what they what they want to do um you know i'd love for them to play golf um you know, just for fun, but um, it's perhaps not a passion of theirs quite yet, but I'm still working mm -hmm. on them. <laughs> <laughs> There's hope yet. <laughs> and what advice would you give, Leona, if I had to ask you to give a piece of advice for, you've, you've done a lot in the game, <laughs> Katrina. I don't know if Leona needs uh, much <laughs> advice, to be honest. Uh, I think she's uh, forging a, a very good career for herself there and uh, obviously just keep doing what she's doing. Uh, you mm -hmm. know, she's only just going on the up and um, I'm sure the next kind of 10, 15 years are going to be very successful for her. And what are the, the aims or the, the goals, Leona? Um, to keep enjoying my golf and keep uh, contending as much as I can on the LPGA. Um, yeah, just trying to get that that little bit better all the time making those small sort of gains and um made some some nice gains this year getting my first win and a couple of top tens in the majors and stuff and yeah you just want to be trying to compete with the best golfers in the world week in week out and the more often you do it the more comfortable you get and the more you want to be in those positions so um yeah just trying to do that as much as i can and you're constantly trying to improve your game too is it something that you constantly work on when you're not competing yeah, I think you're always sort of tweaking little things. Um, always trying to, if you didn't put well one week, you spend a little bit extra time or if it's on your driving or wedges or, or whatever it is, you're always trying to that, just get that little bit extra. And golf is so competitive now. Um, you can play your best and someone can play just that little bit better um, on the, on any given week. So you really have to be sort of at the top of your game to, to win or, or to do well on, on any tour now. So um, you're always just trying to trying to improve all the time, yeah. And I would think that mentally it's so important too because there's days you're, you're going to play the best golf and then there's days you're going to go out and you're just not going to be on form. How important is it just to be able to put that aside and look to the next day then, Katrina? Yeah, I think the hardest thing that I found was, um, I think as a golfer or certainly myself, you're always trying to be perfect. Um, mm. And I think it took me probably a long time to realise you're never going to be perfect at golf. Um, and it, I think one of the, the, the keys to being good professional probably is... Um, 
your bad shots not being too bad and being able to grind out, you know, when you're not playing your best, uh, you know, be able to grind out a score. And, you know, you, you do begin to realise that sometimes you actually have your best score when you're not perhaps playing your best. I've had rounds where I felt as though I've hit the ball great and could barely have, couldn't have done it any better and perhaps the putts didn't go in. But And then other days I'll think, oh, I didn't really hit it great, but you hold a few putts and you've scored less. So it's a, it's a crazy game. Um, <laughs> but it gets to you in the head. So I think you've just, you've re- I mean, you've got to try and really stay positive the whole time and always look for for the things you've done well each day, which, um, you know, it can be difficult at times. It's, I think it's a being a professional golfer there's a, a constant battle going on in your head the whole time <laughs> yeah do you find that side of things difficult Fiona um you're trying to always stay I think as level as you can not getting sort of too high when things are doing well and not sort of said so getting too down on yourself and sometimes yeah sometimes you feel like you can't miss a shot on a given week and sometimes you the hole seems tiny so it just it really just depends and um some weeks it's it's more about the bogeys you don't make rather than the birdies you do, um, and keeping it all quite quite tight. So, um, yeah, you just kind of have to roll with it and and try and do the the very best you can um, every week. And some weeks that's that's better than others. And do you feel like there today? Can you almost get a sense when you're out on the course when you arrive to an event how you're feeling, how things are going, or can that change tomorrow all of a sudden? I think it can change um, kind of day to day, really. Um, I think obviously you have an idea of how you're playing um, mm-hmm. at the start of the week and probably the weeks before you've got an idea of what your form's like. But um, every course is slightly different. Some fit your eyes better than others. Um, so I think, um, you know, you've just got to go out there and you know what you're wanting to do to play the golf course. You've got your, your plan in place. And it's just going out there and trying to execute it. That's a, that's a difficult bit at times. Yeah, absolutely. Well, golf on off the ball in association with the KPMG Women's Irish Open taking place here in Moreland Castle in County Clare. My thanks to Leon Maguire and Katrina Matthew for joining me and we wish you both the very best of luck. Thank thanks you. very much. Golf on off the ball in association with the KPMG Women's Irish Open.